Live. I'm assuming we're live on ComedySchoolsRadioNetwork.com. I got something weird going on with YouTube right now. I'm going to have to have the producer look at it. I just got to think. I'm going to say stream preview loading, and I don't know what that is, and I don't know what it means, nor do I actually care, because uh, it's going to get straightened out in a second, because that's what we do here is we straighten things out. Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, moms and dads, children of all ages. Welcome to Living on a Thin Line with Tony Visick. I am... Tony Visick, we come to you every day, six days a week. I got to stop saying every day. Six days a week, Mountain Standard Time. Six days a week, Mountain Standard Time. We are your daily distraction for the anger, anxiety, weirdness, and hoopla in the world today. We come to you on three platforms, ComedySchoolsRadioNetwork.com, where you can simply listen. You can go about your day. You can garden. Uh, now that it's legal, grow your marijuana plants. You know what I mean? Maybe uh, tend to your poppies. I don't know what you got going on back there in the backyard. It's none of my business. Um... And just listen, you can also uh, watch us uh, on YouTube on Comedy Schools most days. And, of course, right here on Facebook Live, three platforms built on three things. The first one being your questions and comments. Your questions and comments as we uh, uh, go along here on social media. So I'm a little distracted right now, and it's, it's no one's fault because everyone's, well, it's just the gods of, uh, not the gods of rock there, uh, the gods of the internet. Um, kind of uh, fool with us a little bit. We're just getting everything going in all three networks. Uh, but we are built off your questions and comments. Hello, Tina, Mike Lawson. We are doing well. Hello, Champ de Blasio. Hello, Mikhail Bullwinkle. I see you there. Um, your questions and comments, so please question and comment. Uh, and uh, we will do our best to uh, comment and question back. Um, we sometimes often have some book periodical, uh, memento, antique, curiosity, toy, that we share with you and then try to weave a personal story around. And we recommend one artist or one piece of music based off our vast vinyl album and CD collection. Kind of uh, circling back today when we get to the music portion of it to someone who I talk about a lot. But uh, this particular album is of uh, incredible importance and has a song that, in my mind's eye, has uh, all the mystical wonder of the universe in it. So we'll be, uh, we've got an artist we'll be talking about right around 2.15 or 2.20. Um, I slept in today. I've been trying to sleep in. So here's my issue, and I don't know how this works for you guys. Um, the older you get, the harder it is to sleep eight hours. Okay? But the older you get, the more sleep you need. However, I find it hard because I still at night... There's things I do at night I shouldn't be doing now. No, none of that, you weirdos. Um, and that is I eat at night and I don't go to bed till 1, 2, 3 o'clock in the morning. I might go to bed at 1.30, but I don't fall asleep till 2.30 or 3. My internal clock has been that way my entire life. My entire life. Now, since I'm a grup, anybody know what that reference is? They're grups, Mary. They're grups. I'll tell you later on in the show. Um, I'll give you a, a hint. The guy who said it, his last name was Pollard in real life. Um, since I'm a grup, I have grup stuff I got to do. And then I get up and then I get a, a lot of anger and anxiety and frustration throughout the day because I have my day planned. But like any good plan, it goes out the window. It goes out the window because other important things pop up and I got to take care of those important things. So I'm just trying to learn how to work with all of that. 
Mikhail Bowinkle says, say minus the food at night. Yeah, Mikhail. And you know what? And you're like, when I was your age, man, I was one of those, they only come out at night creatures. You know, I was a night writer. You know, so, but I still got the, but by the way, it wasn't because uh, I was out, because uh, I love the nightlife, I love to boogie. Uh, it was that way when I was a little kid, my parents would send me to bed at eight or nine o'clock at night, eight or nine o'clock at night, and I would just later flopping around like a fish. So, um, I haven't gotten a lot done today. I slept in. I did go to a doctor. People go, well, is everything okay? As far as I know, yes. But I am a um, low-level, I'm a passive-aggressive hypochondriac. A passive-aggressive hypochondriac. Which means, on a regular basis, I think I have a terrible disease, but then I don't do anything about it. So, I just sit around just in anxiety going, I'm I'm sure I'm going to die of this. But every once in a while, I do. So, um... Uh, I've been uh, seeing a lot of doctors lately. I'm in, I'm in tune-up phase, and then I'll be good for a few years. So I'm getting a whole bunch of stuff done. But just driving to the doctor, even though I was here in town, spending time with the doctor, not spending time like, you know, you spend time with someone in the back of a 62 Pontiac. Um, and I don't think the doctor would go that way, and I'm not like that. But um, although I don't know, man, if they get rid of the copay and the deductible or whatever I'm going to have done. Uh, <laughs> anyway, after doing that, I get home. Then I got to do really important stuff, like take my grandson to lunch. Uh, by the way, the grandson co-host, Sullivan Ramirez, is with us here today. If you ever want to pop over anytime during the, pro- the podcast, Sullivan, and stick your head in and say hi, people always enjoy seeing you. Um, let's see. Uh, Champ de Blasio says, passive-aggressive hop- hypochondriac. That fits me perfectly. Yeah, we hate going to the doctor, but we're always sure something's wrong. Then we find out nothing's wrong. A couple grand later couple grand later you find out nothing's wrong so um it's worry isn't worry like i'm worried about my plumbing so i call a plumber he comes down around checks everything goes everything's okay you know what we all have we all have that story in our head don't we and if you don't i'm putting it in your head right now we have the story of the guy who goes and gets a complete physical the doctor tells them that they are they are in the peak of health Everything works perfectly, and then they go out in the parking lot and drop dead of a heart attack. We have that story in our head. Um, Tina Michael Lawson said, get the two fingers prostate check. Yeah, but you know, you, there's, you know what? There's no, I, I, found out, I found a guy in town that'll do that prostate check for you. No copay, no deductible. But uh, he's doing it from a van behind uh, um, a uh, local restaurant. Jim Perry says, holla. Holla to you, Jimmy. Holla, Jimmy. Uh, Jim Perry is uh, here with us. Is, is uh, a lot of great pool pe- uh, people, funny people. Mikhail Bowinkle, who performs regularly at Jim Perry's Club, JP's Comedy Club, jpscomedyclub.com, where I will be tonight kicking off uh, week one of our live in-person advanced comedy workshops. We had such a good time over the weekend Sunday with our live in-person stand-up comedy show at JP's and our Zoom show the uh, previous Friday, the Friday before uh, that uh, we're going to do it again. And we start again uh, this week. By the way, if you ever thought about doing stand-up comedy, I got a free intro tonight at 6 p.m. Uh, all you have to do is go to comedyschools.com to register. And next Monday is the free audit at JP's. So I didn't get a lot done today. And now you can't see because it's behind me. It's just a pile of papers. I think what I don't like is being on someone else's time. That's why I love about having my own business. It's my time. But every once in a while, you take on some burden or responsibility, and 
all responsibilities are a burden, let's be honest, that then put you on someone else's time. And then they start making demands. You know, uh, like when I'm having work done around the house and then they want me to sign the contract papers because they forgot to send them to me and uh, they've already done half the work. <laughs> and you go, hey, we just need you to sign those papers. And you, uh, you put it off, but it's still in the back of your head. So um, not much done today. I did go to McDonald's. I did. I went to Mickey D's because uh, um, my grandson wanted to go to Mickey D's. And here's the thing with McDonald's. Now, I've avoided McDonald's for years at a time, literally years at a time, not gone anywhere near a McDonald's. But now, because uh, Sullivan likes McDonald's and he should like McDonald's, okay? Shouldn't. What? Shouldn't. Should. I said should. Ain't. You shouldn't like McDonald's? Well, yeah, but if you only eat it every once in a while, it's kind of like candy or cake. It's why you start eating it every day. True. Anyway, here's the thing. I went to see a heart doctor today. By the way, my heart doctor in this town is in a strip mall. On one side of him is a barbecue joint, and the other side is a donut shop. You know what? I think he owns all three. I think he owns all three. So then after seeing a heart doctor and getting scheduled for all sort of checkups, where do I go? McDonald's. Now, I'm not planning on eating McDonald's. I'm just taking my grandson to McDonald's. I'm being a good grandfather. I'm doing what grandfathers do. Trying not to be like some sort of authoritarian in his life. Trying not to be stern. Trying to be a fun grandfather who tries to weave little lessons and stories in to all the fun. Yeah, da, 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 what I do. But um, I'm taking a McDonald's and I go, I will not be having McDonald's. And then Shirley goes, I'm not going with you because I'm not going to be eating McDonald's today. And I go, I don't blame you. And I take Sullivan to McDonald's. We go through the drive-thru. By the way, previous to the pandemic, I never went through drive-thru. I don't believe in it. I think it's un-American. I think it's lazy. I think that if uh, we ever get attacked, attacked by another country and we lose, they'll trace it to the day that we stop getting out of the car to eat. I pull up to McDonald's. I get in the little drive-thru line from McDonald's. And then I smell McDonald's. Would you agree with me that McDonald's smells better than it tastes? It's the opposite of Lindberger cheese. You ever eaten Lindberger cheese? Lindberger cheese smells terrible, tastes delicious. It's weird. It's one of the few foods like that. McDonald's smells delicious and then tastes okay. But then I can't avoid, I can't, uh, my friend Scam Likely's calling me if you're wondering what's going on. And it caused, uh, uh, we paused for a second because I was getting a call from our friend Scam Likely. That's what my phone's doing now. Um, I smell it and then I don't have the willpower. With all the willpower I have, when people go, that, man, you know what, Tone, you're a strong guy inside. You see things through. You stand up. You withstand the buttressing of the strong winds of life. And leave unscathed. When others have been, been uh, placed prone, you are still on your own two feet. Yes, for all of that, I cannot resist the smell of McDonald's. So even though I wasn't going to eat McDonald's, I bought McDonald's. But I did good. Instead of um, 
Jim Perry says, is the quarter pounder your heart or a hamburger? Yeah, you know what, Jim? I don't see you eating a lot of health food uh, when you're hanging around either. You know, a man who puts salt on his pizza has no room talking to anybody about their occasional hamburger. And no, I did not get the quarter pounder with cheese. Or a Big Mac. Or a Big Mac. What did I get, Sullivan? A cheeseburger, a double cheeseburger, a double cheeseburger. And to show that I'm not totally the uh, saint that many of you think I am, that I'm not always above the fray, I got one for Shirley too. And I brought it home and, and we ate him. And now we hate ourselves. Do you find yourself doing that? Do you guys do that? Do you go, I'm not going to eat something. And then you eat it. Like maybe you got some Cheez-Its in the house, you know, because you're going, well, you know, I might want a couple of Cheez-Its. And then one night eat like half the box. And then afterwards, you sit there and you go, I hate myself. I can't stand myself. What is wrong with me? I'm a loser. Uh, certain foods I can't resist. I try to avoid them. You know, it's kind of like an alcoholic that doesn't go inside a bar. I can't go near a McDonald's without having at least one. But I did better. I didn't get a quarter pounder with cheese, supersized, order fries with a milkshake. I did not. All I got was a double cheeseburger. And I got one for uh, Shirley, too. So that I wouldn't uh, be uh, wall wallowing in my self-loathing alone. What? What did you say? I said, yeah, thanks. Yeah, I did that. Uh, Randy Ioma. I always, God, Randy, I feel terrible. Randy Ioma uh, says that I hear that Jim likes calamari burgers. Is that true, Jim? Jim Perry, are you still with us? And who the hell would eat a calamari? You know what? That didn't sound bad, though. You get some, oh, that's right. Randy is referring to... Ladies and gentlemen, those of you new to the show, sometimes we talk about broad, uh, deep, important socio-political issues. Sometimes we talk about silly stuff, and sometimes we just carry on private conversations uh, for the world to see. Uh, for a long time, we booked a comedy night at a wonderful Italian restaurant in Mesa called Vito's. Uh, I don't know when we'll be able to go back there. It was 55 seats in a wine cellar below the restaurant. It was a great show, a great time, but just there's no way you can pack people in that place at this point in time, nor should you. But um, you can order food. We, there was a standing order that I had for the comics that Vito's Restaurant graciously gave us, which was a, a, a great big giant pizza with whatever we wanted on it, uh, a, a huge serving of antipasta and calamari. And the restaurant knew that was our standing order. And DJ Payne, who works for me, that's right, off of Lindsay McKellips. That's right, Mikhail. So listen to this story, Mikhail. Uh, DJ Painter works for me. I, I, I think I said to him, hey, if you get there before me, just tell him to uh, get the food ready. Jim Perry was booked on the show. Jim Perry was booked on the show, maybe his first time at uh, Vito's. And when I got the Vito's, the show starts at 7 o'clock. I got there about 6.30, 6.40. DJ had set up the room. Audience is being seated. Waiters and waitresses working. Everything's going wonderful. Uh, I go, where's the calamari? How come we didn't get any calamari? I, DJ, did you order the calamari? Where the hell's the calamari? Thought I told you the standing order. Giant pizza, and a pasta, calamari. DJ kind of shuffles around with his hands in his pockets, stirs his feet, and he goes, Jim ate it all. Goes, what? He goes, Jim, Jim ate it all. That was before Jim was uh, someone who can't be... Uh, Touched by man or beast because he owns a comedy club when he was a, a, mere, uh, a mere new comic in town. I go, Jim, who's, who's Jim? He goes, Jim Perry. You booked him on a show. I go, Jim Perry? Ate all the calamari? He goes, yeah. I go, all of it? 
And he went, yeah. And then Jim comes in and goes, I thought it was, you know, I, 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 that's, that was the entire conversation. I, 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 I. He goes, I'll, I'll order more. I go, that's not the point. That's not the point. I want you to suffer. <laughs> that's right, Randy, you were there that night. You ordered more. That's not the point. You ordered more calamari, Jim, but you ate my calamari. Um, you know what? We all went to meetings and talked to our sponsors and we worked through it. So now everything's okay and it's not one big loving cup. Uh, I salted that pizza. You know what? Yeah, yeah, you know, did you salt the entire pizza? Yeah. Damn. You know what that is? That's, that's sabotage. You're a saboteur. A saboteur. Pizza salting, calamari eating, club owning Jim Perry. If you want to see him and some very funny people, um, head on down to JP's Comedy Club this Thursday, Friday, Saturday. One show Thursday, two shows Friday, two shows Saturday. Tickets only $15. You get them online at JP, JP's, uh, JP's Comedy Club.com. Uh, safe social distancing, masks are required, but uh, fun will be the order of the day. So this weekend, George Cantor, uh, Frank Caliando's opening act, a great headliner in his own right for many years. He will be performing uh, this weekend at JP's. We're glad to have him. You'll be happy that you went to see him. All right. Uh, where am I at time-wise, Cheryl? Do we know what time is it? One, two. We have 10 minutes left. Okay. All right. Let's get to the music. I don't have, uh, I don't have any comic books or doodads or knickknacks today. Um... I want to get to uh, this artist. Now, I talk about this artist a lot. Uh, but I think this artist is an important part of American music. I truly do. Um, and I think that she, in the pantheon of um, the singer-songwriter or singers, female singers of the uh, 60s, 70s that came along in the rock era, even if they weren't especially rock, if they were more folk rock or even country-ish, uh, that uh, she's the one who's the least mentioned and possibly the most talented. And, uh, of course, I'm talking about, and I talked about her last week, Miss Emmy Lou Harris, and this is the important album. That's her when she was quite a young lady. And this is, the, this is an important album. This music is important music. Uh, the last cut, and this is not the one we're going to recommend, Sure, I'll get to that in a second. The last cut is an A.P. Carter song. And that's what Emily, Emily, Emily Lou Harris did and people like her did was they kept alive uh, traditional music, folk music, the music of other eras and made it new for a new generation so that they could experience it and live in it. So she did uh, A.P. Carter's Hello Stranger, A.P. Carter of the Carter family. Uh, where uh, June Carter came from, who married Johnny Cash, and you see the road goes on forever. Um, Albert Lee, the incredible Albert Lee, was her guitar player on this. Uh, prior to this, uh, it was uh, Elvis Presley's guitar player, James Burton, who worked with her. But starting about with this album, I think, or before, a band formed around Emmy Lou Harris. They got to be known as the Hot Band, much like the um, legendary and classical uh, rock uh, for lack of a better term, rock group, the band, got their name from people just referring to them as the band. We're going to see the band. We're going to see the band. Uh, the hot band got their name from just being a hot band. Uh, 
So, AP Carter, Ricky Skaggs uh, on this uh, song. Uh, I'm looking for someone else whose names you might know. Uh, nothing but Ricky Skaggs and, of course, Albert Lee. Um, also, a great version of uh, You Never Can Tell, Cecil V by uh, Chuck Berry. That is um, just a delightful version of that song. Uh, I'll Be Your San Antonio Rose, which is from uh, Texas Swing, the Texas Swing era. Um, and then this song is the one we're going to recommend, okay, by um, almost the mythical Towns Van Zant, Poncho and Lefty. If you like story songs, if you like stories that seem to paint a broad theme, that seem to cut across times and places and eras while telling a particular story with great detail, still leaving much mystery and imagination, you will love the song Poncho and Lefty. And it was Emmy Lou Harris's version of Poncho and Lefty that really launched the song into the stratosphere. Um, Albert Lee on guitar, uh, Glendy Harden on piano, uh, uh, Willie Nelson's uh, uh, harmonica player, Mickey Raphael on harmonica. Harmonica. Um, trying to look at uh, uh, Ricky Skaggs is with her on this. So just some wonderful artists. And this song sounds like it comes from another time and another place, but it also sounds like it comes from today. It comes from now. It's a story of young men within a few minutes, story of young men when they were young and old men when they're old, and the story and the myths that came up around these fictional men. Towns Van Zant was a brilliant songwriter out of uh, West Texas who uh, suffered a severe mental illness, severe mental illness, uh, even once he'd become a legendary songwriter, could be found hitchhiking around the highway with his albums under his arm, giving them away to people. Um, if, you, if you like songs that tell a story, if you like songs that talk about the real and mythical America involved together, intertwined, if you ever liked the cowboy movie, then you're going to love Poncho and Lefty. So our recommendation today, uh, musically, by the way, there is a version with uh, 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 Merle Haggard and Willie Nelson that is uh, fantastic. Other people have recorded this song, but Emmy Lou Harris brings something otherworldly, special, beautiful, heartbreaking, and uplifting all together in her version of Towns Van Zandt's Poncho and Lefty. So listen, it's going to be here in the comments, and I'm going to put it in the titles. I suggest that you click on it and listen to it. Listen, don't listen to it as background music. Listen to it when you got a few minutes just to sit and listen. You'll be glad that you did. Uh, we're going to be back tomorrow with more fun stuff right here on Living on a Thin Line with Tony Visick. But for now, bye-bye.